Just breathe and stay here a moment. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. My name is Scott Smith, and I am your host here on the Time is Right. This is a podcast of ripe creatives. We are a ministry based in the great city of Philadelphia, and uh, we do a lot of creative, artistic things in the city of Philadelphia. We love this place, and uh, we have a great time here on Time is Right. Uh, we go back in time on this podcast to discuss things that happened in the Ripe community. It's basically like an audio newsletter for some of the events that we produce and host, and also some of the events that we go and participate in beyond our own. Uh, today, we have a very, very special episode. Uh, it is Creatives Gallery time again. Woot, woot. It was our fourth Creatives Gallery. It was a Tuesday night. When all of our creatives events happen, whether it's the open mics, the concerts, or the galleries, they're always on Tuesday. That's the night that we do. It was July 18th, middle of the summer, a hot, beautiful day in July, and uh, we hosted our gallery. It was our fourth gallery experience, and to break this whole thing down, talk through it, share the story of what happened that evening and leading up to it and post-event, all that kind of stuff, I have some guests in the room. Uh, three of them to be exact. There's four of us in total on the episode today. First up, Jared Topmont Moses. Hello. You always say it like that. Moses. Listen, you need something, you know? <laughs> Diversify the Moses. Um, Jared Moses is our producer of this yes. podcast, Time is Right. He also runs a lot of our sound and lighting and all that kind of stuff for the events that we do here in the city and beyond. And so it's always good to have Top Mop on the episode with us. Thank you. Welcome back, Jarrett. Love being here. Um, second up, we got another returner. She has been on all of the gallery episodes because she runs the Creatives Gallery experiences, as well as a bunch of other things within the Ripe community. She's on staff with us. Uh, Emily Phillips, Ooh. welcome back. Hey, everybody. It's always good to have Emily on an episode. And our final guest is a first-time guest. He's never been on Time is Right before. First time you're getting to hear his voice. Uh, but we could not leave this man off the episode because the entire thing is about him. He was the featured artist for our fourth Creatives Gallery, Mr. Isaac Sedeno. Hello, hey. hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have Good you, to man. Be here. It's going to be an awesome time. Um, Isaac, as we do with all of our first-time guests on the pod, we just want to give a little bit of time for you to introduce yourself, talk about who you are, what you do, and... Um, yeah, we can get into how you connected to this whole thing after that. But who are you? What do you do, Isaac? Sure. So I'm a photographer I'm based in Philadelphia. I grew up here in Philadelphia um, and I shoot film photography, uh, mostly landscape, a little bit of street, mostly like documentary type style photography. That's what's up. If you didn't catch that, he's a photographer, ladies and gentlemen. All of our other gallery episodes focused on painters they used different mediums. I don't know. Emily probably knows exactly what they used. I don't know these things. But uh, Isaac was our first time having a photographer uh, do a gallery with us, which we'll get into in just a minute. Um, on your end, Isaac, how did you get connected to like Ripe and Creatives Philly? Like, do you remember that first connection with us? I'm not sure exactly how I got connected. It was probably through Josiah, right? Through your brother? So, yeah, through my yeah. brother. Um, he's also a photographer um, and has known Scott for a while. So I think that's how I got connected. Yeah, I think that's probably Originally, true. yeah. Josiah and I go back a few years. We go to church together. Well, we did go to church together for a while. Yeah, right. And uh, Josiah is an amazing photographer as well. And he actually shot some of our creatives events when we needed a photographer last yeah. minute. Mm -hmm. We always call in Josiah as the yeah. ringer. <laughs> and he was like, man, if you think I can shoot, you should see my brother. And uh, he was not lying. That's so. what I always say about him. So it's mutual. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both so stinking talented. Um, Emily, I would love to hear from you just in terms of uh, wanting to do photography on this gallery. Um, it was kind of outside of the box. This is you in a nutshell. You always are dreaming outside of the box. But tell us what was kind of like your reason for wanting to do a photography gallery. Um. I think I just didn't want to pigeonhole what Creatives Gallery was going to look like. Um, I think that there's so many different 
forms of visual art and not a lot of places where people get to show it. Um, and so we had three amazing painters um, and it was so great to put their work up and to see it um, fly off the walls and um, people come and support that. But I knew that I wanted to diversify what creative galleries looked like and so that meant um, like the next person I wanted to be a gallery artist was gonna be a photographer. Um, and that just so happened to be Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that conversation because you were like even dreaming about other things that we're still yet to do in the future. But like you wanting the gallery to never just be one dimensional, but to have all of these different facets, which I think is a credit to who you are. Em. You're amazing at this thing. Um, yeah. Talk about Isaac in particular. Why? Why Isaac? How did that ask happen? What's like the backstory there? Um, so when I thought of photographers, I don't think I ever considered anybody else really, um, because I've seen Isaac's stuff on Instagram. I also live with two of his sisters, um, and I also had an amazing conversation with Brooke whenever I was talking about, you know, I want to do a photographer for the next gallery. What do you think Isaac would say if I were to ask him to be a photographer for it? Um, and she was just so excited. She was like... Isaac is one of the wisest people that I know. I love hearing him speak, but there's not a lot of opportunities that he has to like be in front of a crowd and speak. And so I think that it would be a really amazing choice. And that just like sealed the deal for me. Um, and so I think I just DM'd him on Instagram and kind of laid out like, hey, this is what we do. Um, I'm looking for a photographer to show work. Are you interested? And he said, yes. We hopped on some phone calls and talked about what it was going to look like. And then, yeah. July 18th happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, I actually went to... So I went to all the other galleries, uh, all the ones from painting, like the painters. Um, <laughs> and I remember at one of them, I think it was the second one, Rosie's, I was thinking like, dang, what would it look like for me to have a like a gallery similar, like in that vein? With, before we had ever connected, anything like that. And... Then, you know, fast forward however much later, a few months later, you know, M hits me up on, you know, hey, do you want to do a gallery? And I was like, oh, snap, like that really came all came together and I didn't really even do anything. So it was cool. I appreciate being like the first photographer because I know, you know, you guys kind of had a like a flow as far as the other kind of style of art, but took a chance with photography, which is cool. Yeah, That's, I, I didn't even know that. I don't know if Emily knew that either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a cool little, cool little moment. The Lord hears our prayers, guys. I don't know if you know this, but He hears what's on our heart. He gives us the desires of our heart. It's so stinking good. So the collection that you did, I actually didn't know that this was what was going to happen. I assumed, you know, as a photographer, you have your favorite shots that you've taken over, you know, the last five, ten years, and there would just be random pictures everywhere. That was not the route that you guys went. You created a specific collection to display um, called Time Well Spent. Um, so I would love to talk about the collection before we get into the actual night of the event, talk about the night of event, um, because it was so stinking unique to me that you filled the room with very specific images that kind of all told a similar story, but were unique in their own right. So I would love to hear from your perspective about the Time Well Spent collection. Yeah, that's great to hear because a lot of the preparation was like choosing which photos I wanted to fit that theme of time well spent. And basically the like the whole theme behind it is kind of a theme that I do in my photography a lot that I just naturally gravitate towards. But it was kind of like um, like leaning in towards like nostalgia and, and like, uh, like good memories. Um, so that's kind of where I that's what I had in mind as I was making the gallery and I had some photos, most of the photos I had already taken and already had that like idea of a project kind of like loosely based. But then with this, I had the opportunity to like fully organize those and like compile it into an actual like project mm -hmm. instead of just like something that was, you know, like kind of out there, just like an idea. Yeah. That was so good. Who came up? Was it you that came up with the theme or was Emily involved in that or you just kind of said whatever you want to do? Well, for all the gallery artists, I'm just 
I'm open to whatever they have. So like Marguerite was already working on this collection. Um, Rosie had this idea, but hadn't acted on it yet. Um, Devin, it was just a collection of all of the pieces that she makes and she has a very specific style. So all of them go together so well. Um, and same with Isaac. I, I was just like, what do you want to show? And, and it was all him. Yeah. I think it was in the, like high teens, low twenties, right? The number of different shots that were displayed. Yeah, I believe it was twenty one. Twenty one, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. So it's twenty one different pieces. Um, I would highly encourage you. It's so hard on a audio platform like a podcast to describe these photos. So yeah, please right. do yourself a favor. Find <laughs> Isaac on Instagram. Um, can you even give out your your Instagram real quick? Yeah, my Instagram is Ice Bandit. I-C-E-B-X-N-D-I-T. And most of the photos in the gallery I've posted on my Instagram. Yep. So make sure you yeah. guys go look at them yourself. Even pull it up right now while you're listening so that you can see what we're talking about. Because um, it's really hard to describe these images. But as you said, they were like the taste of nostalgia. You know, very yeah. much like this old-fashioned kind of vibe and feel and all the colors and the way that you edit it's just one of one, you know, you like, I can see a photo anywhere and be like, that's Isaac Cedeno. Like, I know that Isaac shot that photo because you have such a unique eye and the way that you capture. I don't know anything about photography, but I know enough to be able to say, oh, that's Isaac's, that's Isaac's feel. You know, you have such a unique way of doing that. Um, what were some of the subjects that you actually captured in the time well spent collection? Like, what were some of the images um, without going into specific maybe colors that you chose or something, but like what were some of the images that you took? Yeah, so uh, mostly I uh, focused on like lands more like landscape shots, like more um, photos that are like capturing a lot of details and not like focused on one detail. Um, and then, yeah, I was just kind of going for that like feeling of like a, a good memory or like a, of like a memory, like a childhood memory or something. So all of them kind of, I don't know, I don't know how I captured that, but it's kind of just like, yeah, through just my, I don't know, my idea of that. Like this, this, the idea of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. I think he just has like a really good eye for like, oh, this is like, this is a moment right here. And like, just captures it because even like I went back just to look at some of the photos like it, they look like you're looking at a memory it's not even like this like stage shot it's just like your perspective of like looking out at each of these pictures and it's just like so natural but so like perfect yeah none of the photos in the gallery and and not many of my photos are staged they're mostly just candid moments yeah but all of them in the gallery, all the photos in the gallery were candid moments. That's crazy. You can feel that. Like that's, it's amazing for you to say that because it's so impressive to think that you're just walking by a moment or having this, like even the Phillies game, right? Like you had this three set of the Phillies um, at the bank, right? And these three shots, like they could be on somebody's wall in their basement you know, man cave where they watch yeah. the fills every <laughs> night because baseball is every night, right? <laughs> like they could be those photos that you would be like, oh, this is like a professional shot um, for, you know, some type of picture on a wall. But it's also just your perspective, right? Like you want to get the moment in real time. And yeah, I think that that's, that's part of it. In my photography, I'm very inspired by fleeting moments because mm. like – when you capture a fleeting moment, it's it's not going to happen again. So, like, if you're able to capture that, it's, like, such a unique experience, which I think is so cool. Out of curiosity, in those moments, did you feel like you took a bunch of pictures and then had to go through and pick a specific one? No. So, I shoot on film, so I only took one <laughs> photo <laughs> at the time. Um, I, I hardly ever take, like, two photos in the same exact spot just because... I don't know. I don't want to have the same exact picture like back to back on my film roll. That's crazy. That's really cool yeah. though. <laughs> That's so dope. <laughs> In this digital age where we take 75 to yeah. get the right, you know, lighting on our face. That's you know? the thing, bro. It's crazy. 
Isaac's out of here going back back in time. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna take this one picture and it and, just turns and cross out. your fingers that it, it'll turn out good. <laughs> oh, that's so impressive, man. That's so impressive. The the photo that I bought that is currently hanging with my other gallery artist pictures um, is one with like three kids on a train, and I just like I love it so much because I can't relate to that memory because I grew up in the South where there was not even buses where I grew up. Um, but like, I can feel this memory for these kids, like being on a train with their two friends, they have backpacks and tank tops and they're like, one is standing up. It's just like, you know, that's a moment for them, like a memory that they're going to have. Um, and we're almost invited into that, which is so cool. Art. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, Let's get into the actual night of the event. Um, so Emily is uh, an amazing person who puts all of these things together. Uh, this event happened at the Story Factory Philly. Uh, beautiful space that we've been using for a lot of our events over the last uh, year and a half or so. Um, RIP High Point Performance Venue. Um, <laughs> we had a couple, couple events there as well. Um, but I think the last three galleries have all been at the Story Factory. Is that correct, Em? Yes. And obviously with this one being photography, there's some similarities to, you know, the painters, like in terms of the physical way that you set up the room. Um, but there was also some unique things that you guys did mm -hmm. um, with this particular gallery in terms of the way that you designed the space. So let's talk about the design aspect of the room uh, for the time well spent ex exhibit experience i don't know what the word is maybe it's exhibit um, but let's talk about the design aspect of the room jared obviously you had a big hand in that as well um, but m first if you just want to share like how you set up the room uh yeah so the hanging process looks super similar to like rosie's but also i learned some stuff from devon's that i incorporated in so we um kind of vaulted everything up like we did with Devin's pieces, but used the clips like we did in Rosie's gallery. So everything like was hung with the pipe and drape down. So it had like the black background and everything, um, super clean. And then on the one side we had a like divider, um, in between like two sets of pictures. Um, and that was per Isaac's request of like, how do we, like cut off people from moving on to these ones like too quickly and just to sit in that moment. Um, and so I kind of sketched up a few different, like, let's see what's going to work. Um, and I felt like this was the best way to do it. Um, and I felt like it was, it fit in that room super well and people really took their time there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like one half of the room was, I think, you know, 10 pieces or 12 pieces kind of in a row they were all part of kind of this one story. And then on the other side of the room, like you said, Em, there was like a three-piece set and then a dividing wall so that you weren't distracted, you weren't pulled into another story. You could focus on one and then another like almost room basically around the divider so you could focus on that one as well. Those six pieces on the one wall with the divider, they were the biggest pieces that you hung in terms of physical size. Um, what made you like pick those six as like, this is, this is what I want to focus everybody's attention on tonight. Yeah. So those, the six that were on the one side were just my favorite photos in the whole gallery. And then like the idea for the divider was, um, because I think that nowadays like photography is consumed in such a way that it's like, like through Instagram say, or like through social media, you just like see a photo and then like you like it and then the algorithm will really never bring it back. So you don't see it again. And it's just like a one and done, like, you know, and within a couple seconds. Um, so I wanted to like slow it down. And my idea was like, kind of like when you have a book, like if you're reading one page, you can't see what's on the next page. Um, so you're focused on that one page. So that's kind of how I was thinking like with the divider that like you focus on the first three and like really take it in. And then in order to see the next three, you have to like, flip the page kind of you yeah. know to where you can't see the first three when you're looking at the next three mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I was going for I hope it worked out well I think the way that we did the divider was really cool because um because they were on the same like all facing the same direction you really couldn't see the next three when you were you know looking at the first three 
yep. which is cool. Yeah, and then Jared, you kind of came up with this crazy box solution using the Lecos yeah. for that. Yeah, so I wasn't there for any of the the design setup the day before. I think Emily said we're only going to be there for like two hours, and I'm like, oh, well, that means I'm not going to be able to even start in those two hours, so I'm just going to come on Tuesday. And coming in, like I'm looking at the room and. I remember the one long wall was exactly 10 because I had just enough of our tiny lights to do that entire wall. And then I had our two big spotlights to work with. And we were able to get those positioned upstairs in a way really well that went across the 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 three pictures on each side. So like one light was shooting one side of the wall, one light was shooting the other side. And the way these lights work, you can have these shutters and you can make hard lines. And I was able to do a hard line above and below each set of lights. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, really I love how cool it looking. Out. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was really crazy cool. cool it kind of looked like film strips on that one wall. Yeah. So like the only part that was lit up was like a long rectangle of just the three photos. And I think it like really leaned into that like nostalgia. Yeah, it also it. reminded me of like like during golden hour when like the sun is going through like a certain part of a window and it has like those hard lines. That's what it kind of looked like. Yeah. Yeah. The lights are super warm. They've almost got like a yellow tint to them rather than being like the modern, like led white light kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I mean, it's just one of those things that you don't, you might not necessarily think about like, Oh, you, I want to throw a gallery. Okay. Put up pictures on a wall and just to have a gallery, which you could do. But I think what's been really cool is to watch Emily develop an eye of how do we create a space that for the audience coming in, it has a specific feel and like, yeah, the lighting is a big part of that. Yeah, right. For sure. Um, and so we've been blessed. Uh, shout out to Namara. This is about your 45th <laughs> shout out on this podcast, but you deserve it. Um, she blessed us with all these lights that we have that we get to use for a lot of our performance events, but they've come really in handy for these galleries specifically. Um, Because it allows you to shut off the overhead lighting in the room. And then for people to kind of be in this like dark, moody, vibey (laughs) gallery experience, but the picture still, the color being the most important part of Mm -hmm. like a visual art piece, right? Is the color in the, in the thing that you're doing Mm -hmm. and for that to still be able to pop because of the lighting that we have. It's something cool. You've seen like develop across each of the the galleries too because no two of the galleries have even had the same vibe because of the spatial design emily's been doing in each one like marguerite obviously is the most unique because that's the only one that ever happened at high point versus the other three all being in the same space but the last three it's just been so unique seeing how each one sticks out compared to the others yep shout out to emily being amazing (laughs) um beyond the the production there was also food I remember, right? Somebody mm-hmm. somebody brought food. I remember there being a lot of snacks and shenanigans. A mm-hmm. um, couple of vendors were obviously there as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, we run these events 6 to 9 p.m. on the Tuesday night that we throw a gallery. And what did you guys feel, especially Isaac and M, like leading up to the doors open? And like we get done with setup, production looks good, the lights look good, the food's ready to go. Um, people are about to start getting there. What do you guys remember just kind of that that hour leading up to doors open on your end? I remember praying over the room a lot, um, even like all together, but also even like by myself, just kind of like meditating and praying about it um, just so that people would see that the like the reason I do my art is for, you know, the glory of God um, and that that would be shown. And I think like with the help of the questions that Emily asked um, in the heart behind the art. And yeah, I think through that I was able to show, you know, like really my heart behind what I do. Um, But yeah, also just like, I think there was a lot kind of going into it and this is my first ever gallery that I've ever done. So I was a little stressed or a little nervous. Um, But in that last hour, I just felt like, at peace and like ready to go, which was great. I think I kind of like, I was like, I don't really know what to do now. Cause usually I'm like running until the second doors open. Um, and we're like rushing through prayer and like trying to get to, to being ready to receive people. Um, but this time, like we really took our time, like 
with every aspect. I even started like I sat by the door, like checking people in for a little bit because I was like, I don't really know what to do. I don't have anything to do right now other than just like be here. Um, so it was like it was a very peaceful leading up to doors opening. Doors open six o'clock and uh, people start piling in. Yeah, just talk me through the night. Different people you interacted with. You know, my vantage point for the galleries is unique in the sense that I don't really have anything to do. Emily's saying that she didn't have anything to do. That might be a lie. I literally have nothing to do. Um, I make a couple of announcements throughout the night and push people to buy art. And that's my role. Um, but from my end, I just get to watch. And I think for me, this the special part about the gallery that you don't really get at the concerts or open mics as much because the focus is on the stage and the performances and you want to like respect the mic. But the galleries is such a, it's like a networking space almost. Like it's a relationship building space and you couldn't cultivate a better room for great conversation to happen when you're surrounded by thought provoking art that you're looking at together, you know? So I just love to watch people. There's not like a, there's not a sad person in the room. You know, like if they spend enough time in the room, you're going to find joy and companionship and relationship and community just because of the way that the space is cultivated. So that's like my vantage point is just watching people interact with each other, which is a beautiful thing. But I would love to hear from all three of you guys, like getting before we get into the actual conversation around the heart behind the art, like just interactions you had with people, things that you saw that you were like, man, this is this is going well or maybe it wasn't going well. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I had a lot of, I, I completely agree with your point of the fact that, you know, it's a lot of people just socializing and just talking and having great conversations. Um, I tried to like talk to as many people as I could, you know, um, some people that I didn't know too well showed up, which was great. Some people that I've known forever also showed up, which, so it was, it was a great, like, um, variety of different people that I knew. Um, and again, I tried to talk to as many of them as I could. Um, I had some great conversations regarding my photos, regarding, you know, the type of art that other people do. Um, and just like talking about life with a lot of people, people I hadn't seen in a while. Um, so it was great. The whole, the entire night was great. I had a lot of great conversations. So I live in a house with one, two, five five girls plus myself and a little baby um and we rarely see each other outside the house let alone like all looking like really nice because usually when we're at home we look like trash um so all of the roommates were there and we were like oh my gosh you guys look great like you're real people out in the wilderness this is crazy um so that was like a fun moment for me <laughs> i mean it was also my goddaughter and her sister um and their parents came and it's always super special for me to see like people that i love people that i care about come experience what i do what i get to do by like highlighting artists and putting nights together like this um and it's just like special to me to be able to like invest in children that I love um, in a way of like buying them art and, and opening experiences like this for them too. Because one of my main things with the galleries is like I want art to be accessible to everyone. Um, and so nights like this, there are old people, there are babies, there are young adults, there are... 30 somethings like it's it's accessible for everyone to come and experience um such beautiful things and so that was also very special for me jared anything for me uh it was actually a cool event for me because this is the first one that like the first creatives events my family had ever come to because they know how much I love Ripe. They know how much I love creatives. It comes up in like almost every time I talk to them, it's coming out in some way. I'm like, oh, what are you up to? I was like, oh, I got this, 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 and this. And they're like, is that Ripe? I'll be like, yes. Yes, it is, Mom. <laughs> um, but it was great, too. Like my sister and niece were out from Texas, and like they came out, and they loved it. Uh, I got a very good look at all of the art multiple times because my niece didn't want to stop walking around. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it was it was fun because it was also an event that I wasn't super busy with. So I was spending time with them there on top of the fact that they just got to see what it was I got to do. 
That's awesome. That's, cool. that's special. Yeah, that is cool. yeah, I forgot about I forgot about your family being in and all that stuff. Yep. Super good. Shout out to DJ Angie spinning the uh Woo. the music Creating throughout the, the vibes. Uh, yeah. yeah. The vibes, man. He always keeps it going. <laughs> um it's just another aspect of, you know, it's it's a very different experience having like a DJ versus a playlist, you know, where you kind of have like a moment where you know, he's he's making transitions and feeling the energy of the room and making shifts in terms of what he plays next. And it just kind of keeps the whole night like constantly, almost like what you're saying, like a fleeting moment with the way that you shoot and has that ability to like make sure that all the fleeting moments are captured in the course of the night with the music that's even being played. Yeah, and the combination of like the venue and the lighting and then the music really just brought together like the whole experience like as soon as you step in you know as soon as you step into the building yeah which is cool oh this is this is a real thing yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, that's the goal we want to transport you yeah transport you into a totally different stratosphere (laughs) i mean that's the funny thing we talked about this on devon's too but consistently what we have people saying is i feel underdressed (laughs) like i feel really underdressed in this space Because a lot of our events are like super trendy streetwear, you know, like urban events. And then the galleries just have this, like it's still that, but it's also got this like, hmm. <laughs> like we don't have wine, but if More we did, like spin the glass, you know. I think Ant has consistently asked me if like if there's a dress code for every gallery that he's done music for <laughs> just to make sure i don't think i don't think he even has a dress code for weddings so that tells you something <laughs> just kidding man. just kidding i've thought about that too i was just like do you want me you want me to wear like a suit or something like i have one for my other jobs and you're like no why would i do that accessible art come with whatever you want to wear i just show up in all black yeah. like any other gig just in case yeah we should probably dress up um the uh Talking about being accessible, Emily, I just want to shout you out because these events are free and you have stood on the ground of making these events free and also not charging the artist and also not taking a percentage of sales. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Emily, you're going to bankrupt this. But I think the commitment that you have to like, you want it to be accessible to the audience member, eliminate hurdles for them to come, make it easy for them to show up, make them easy for, for them to come for five minutes or three hours, um, and then making it accessible for the artists themselves to not like have to fork out a bunch of money to make this happen, I think is an amazing commitment that you've made. Now, the reality is that's only possible through people's generosity. So I just want to shout out Emily, like, when you support Ripe Creatives, go on our website, look it up, all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the options is to support Emily specifically. Um, and so we want to encourage you, like if you're listening to this episode and encouraged by what you're hearing about this space that she creates, you know, give specifically to support Emily because some of those resources she actually takes to fund these events and make sure that they come together. So um I argue with Emily a lot about things and trying to like create sustainability. Um, But I think your heart has just been like, I want to serve and I don't want to make a hurdle for people to not get a chance to come to this gallery. Artists involved and the the audience involved. So shout out to you for that. Thanks. You're a sweetheart. Um, Let's get to the interview, the heart behind the art. Um, as you said earlier, you know, that, that was a chance for you to kind of share, um, you know, your perspective, but, um, can you just give a little bit of context? I know we share about this on every gallery episode, but I think it's helpful for people that this is their first one they've tuned into. Like, what is the heart behind the art? What do you do? Heart behind the art happens basically halfway through the gallery. And it's just an opportunity for, um, the artist to speak about, themselves about what they created about how they create about their inspiration um and also the audience to ask questions and and hear more about the artist um because i think many times um unless you hunt down the artist for a show that you go to um you don't really get to hear them speak about themselves um so i just wanted to create an opportunity for every gallery for the artist that's being highlighted to to share about what they've created, about their history, about um, 
yeah, about what inspires them, who inspires them, all of that, um, and create like a dialogue between them and the audience to really get to know them and um, get more attached to the artists themselves. Yep. And part of the design of that is you ask a few questions yourself, like the predetermined questions, like you might have three or four, and then we open it up to the audience. We actually put a microphone you know, on a stand or I walk around and hand it out or whatever. And people come up one after another from the audience and just ask a question, um, which I think is like such a beautiful kind of moment where it's like, I get a chance to share something that I feel to you, like to thank you as the artist, but also to ask a question that's thought provoking that somebody else in the audience maybe has the exact same question and it's being asked by somebody else that they didn't even know before, which might even spark another conversation between them. Um, so I think it's just a beautiful design. Um, what did you think, Isaac, like having the heart behind the art, some of the conversations that were started there? Yeah, I think the heart behind the art was the the part I was most nervous about, just because I feel like, I don't know, I don't like talking in front of big groups of people, and I don't like... I don't know, like, I don't like talking about my photos. I'd rather just have them, like, speak for themselves, kind of. But um, I really like the, like, pre-recorded or predetermined questions that M had. Um, like, that helped me to kind of, like, figure out how to articulate what I wanted to say through the gallery. Um, and then also, like, what I, like, wanted to leave up to interpretation, which was cool. Um, and then for the question, like, the open mic, you know, open question portion of it I was surprised at how many people like had such like unique questions that I never would have like thought of answering or like you know at all so like every question every time they would come up to me like every time they would come up to the mic I would have to like give it a few seconds to like think about my response because I was not expecting you know that type of question which was really cool yeah, they were not uh what's your favorite color question yeah exactly <laughs> they were very thought-provoking um, it's such a cool moment, yeah. you know, and it's like what you said, Emily, it's, it's possible that those conversations never happen without creating a space for it, right? Because you're one person and you have 150 people in this room, 200 people in this room supporting your gallery coming in. How are you going to have 200 individual conversations? You can't like physically, you cannot emotionally, you cannot yeah. in a three hour time period, talk to every one of these people at length. But if we create 15, 20, 30 minutes in the middle of the night where you get to share your heart with everybody, then everybody at least is getting something from you, regardless if they got that one-on-one -on -one interaction or not. And um, also, like, with the other galleries that you guys had before, um, as an, a member of the audience, I was, you know, going through all of their art and then, and kind of like, it was kind of like an overload, like a lot of different pieces of art and a lot of different works of art and like I could tell there was a lot of thought behind all of them um so I was kind of like overwhelmed almost by all the paintings but then once the heart behind the art you know once you guys did that it helped me to like hone in on which ones I liked more and like the artist was able to talk about that process of creating it that it just like adds another like dimension to the to the gallery altogether which is really great yeah i think the more that someone gets to know um the artist the more attached they get to their art the more that they want to support them the more they want to buy pieces and have those in their home because it's not just um like a picture or a painting it's oh it's this is specifically isaac sedeno's and like i remember this night it's like a call back to this moment that they got to hear about who you are um and an experience, not just like what you created, but like a piece of you, an extension of you, um, because like art is not just like this separate thing. It's it's really an overflow and an outpour of um, of your gifting, of who you are, of of like your perspective on the world and your um, create your like individual creative mindset and all of that stuff. Um, so it really paints like a picture of who you are. Um, along with like the heart behind the art portion, which is like really verbalizing that, um, which I think is super special. Always coming out of the interviews. Uh, I understand why we do it at the time we do. I always kind of wish we do it earlier because it makes 
to me, it makes everyone want to do a lap again, because now that I know your mind behind how you did this, I've looked at this through my eyes. Now I want to go around and look at it through your eyes. Now mm-hmm. that I know where yeah. everything was coming from. Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. That's an idea there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a good thought. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. One of the things I want to highlight from the heart behind the art on my end is, Isaac, uh, you shared the gospel, man, extraordinarily well. Um, through the lens of your own story, through the lens of why I do what I do, and some of that was the questions that Emily you know, curtailed like to give you a, a soft pitch, right? Yeah. But you could have said anything, right? You could have said, uh, you know, I'm trying to be a photographer to, to make it big, you know, or I want to change the world with my art in this way, or I want to be well known for this, right? And you just kept bringing it back consistently through all of your answers to this is an, this is an expression of my relationship with God, that my understanding of who I am created in his image to create this is a way that I give glory back to him. And I was just like, I mean, I got, I get chills even just thinking about it now because that is our heart with creatives Philly, right? Is we want the art to preach and the artist to preach through this creative gifting. And what we have found is in our space, we have a whole lot of people come to our events that would not normally go choose to go to church on Sunday, but will come to our events on a Tuesday night. They will come out, they will hang out. And for you to take that opportunity to like be a witness and be almost like a evangelist through your art that night and through your voice, I was just like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. You know, like the ministry mindset of ripe creatives, it's always a beautiful thing whenever the artist does that so well. And that's been all for of the artists that have done these so far have done that. But I just wanted to highlight that and say, thank you for doing that. And you don't even know the impact that that's having in terms of seeds that are being planted. You know, apologetics would say that somebody needs to hear the gospel like 15 times on average before they actually believe and receive um, that message into their heart and establish a connection with God through Jesus. Um, You, you were a seed, like you planted, you were one of those 15 for somebody in that room. For sure. Um, whether awesome. you got to have that conversation with them where they're like, and now I believe. Like you are part of the apologetic journey of them hearing the faith defended and not in this like argumentative kind of way, but yeah. through a testimonial way of this is who I am. This is what I live. This is what I believe. And my art is an expression of that. So shout out to you for that. I appreciate you. That's awesome. That's great to hear. That's I feel like the the conversation during the heart behind the art was like, like flowed so well between me and Emily that I didn't even like, that was just like my honest reaction. You know, I wasn't like, I didn't really even have that planned. Um, and yeah, like, as you said, like, that's just how I see the world. Like that, I was just sharing my experience, you know, of how I see the world and how I like create. Man's a, man's a walking evangelist. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, no, it's so good. I, yeah. Super proud of you guys. Super proud of you, Emily, as well. Um, Jared, thank you as always for mm-hmm. for being a part of these things. The last thing we should talk about real quick is the support. Um, we had you know about 150 people, 200 people come out throughout the course of the night. I think by the time the heart behind the art happened, there was like a good buck twenty in the room. Um, but you had 21 photos hanging, but you also had a table full of prints with those pictures in smaller sizes and the support that night was phenomenal in my opinion i don't know if you felt that way yeah but it felt like people were going crazy yeah and i just remember like my responsibility is almost like an auctioneer you know like (laughs) 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 where i just (laughs) i just get up and i just you know ramble off like hey another one got taken off the wall and that just kept happening throughout the course of the night where we, and I think that that's a, such a cool special thing for the mm-hmm. room to see is like once somebody buys the picture, um, it's coming off the walls to kind of encourage people to support you as the artist. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to share anything about just the support that you felt, um, or Emily, what you saw on that end as well, I would love to hear that. I think it's always special. Like, 
uh, after the heart behind the art part, I think is when pieces really start to get sold. Um, and I think Scott, you do such a good job at encouraging people. Like I do like a last stitch, like, all right, before you guys go, like, please don't let us leave with pieces still hanging on the wall. But I think once people start taking things down and, and you get on there and you like hype people up and like get the room kind of moving and, um, towards, a direction of like buying stuff um it's just so special to see things so quickly being taken down the the line growing at the table um for people to buy prints and stuff like that um that's always like a highlight for me seeing people just like go support the artists yeah i appreciate you guys so much because i was overwhelmed with the support like even i mean people buying from the walls people buying the smaller prints even, you know, just people coming up and saying, you know, a quick word of support or text messages or, you know, DMs, a bunch, like, way more than I would have expected. Um, and yeah, like, most of, I think, pretty much all of the prints sold. Like, I only had a couple more of the small ones and then I think one of the larger ones. So, like, you know, just completely exceeded my expectations as far as the support, which was awesome. I forgot about this, but I this time I did like a guest book for people to sign as they came in. Um, and it was like a little composition notebook um, where people could leave notes for Isaac about the gallery and stuff. And so that was also a super special thing that I like was like, this is very important. As people come in, as they leave, don't forget to go to the the guest book and let him know that you were here and encourage him and stuff. And so at the end of the night, I was able to give that to Isaac and... That was very sweet for me. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great idea. I even had someone like draw a picture <laughs> of like one of the, like trying to do one of the, uh, one of the pictures, one of the photos, <laughs> which was cool. That's probably Jake Doggett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he signed it with somebody else's name so he didn't know it was him. Um, no, it's so good. Yeah, I, I think the support for all four galleries has been unbelievable. It's been phenomenal. And I think for us as a ministry, like we have always been desiring that if we're given one talent, we bring back two. If we have two talents, we bring back four. If we have five talents, we want to produce 10, right? Um, that that's like a stewardship thing um, in the scriptures. And I think for us, that's been when people give us resources to go out and do the ministry to impact people, at the same time, how are we doing things in such a way to produce fruit for artists, right? Because we are a ministry that leverages the arts to reach people, but we're also a ministry that wants to reach artists. And part of reaching artists is loving artists. Part of loving artists, especially in today's day and age, is equity, right? Um, artists are, you know, one of our friends, uh, Antonio has a brand, artists need lunch money, right? <laughs> And that is a reality that artists are a lot of times undervalued. And so if you want to do ministry to reach artists, how are you doing things in such a way to not take advantage, but actually to go kingdom where you go above and beyond to try to like be generous towards, right? To love on, to support. And I think that's the design of the gallery, right? Is like, mm -hmm. what does it look like? Okay, we're going to take the risk and invest in putting on this event so that at the end of the day, the artists that we highlighted walks away knowing, oh, wow, I, I was supported tonight, right? I didn't get fleeced, you know what I mean? It's kind of the idea there. So um, it's a mate, but that only happens because people showed up and bought too, right? Like, so we can create the, the place for blessing to happen, but people still need to make the choice of whether they're going to pull that picture off the wall or not on their end. And four out of four, that has happened at every single event where people have come through and support like crazy, so... It's a pretty cool culture, like for for an event like that. Um, shout out to M for being amazing. Yeah, it's a great event. I don't know many events that are like it in well, there are none that are like it in Philly. But to support the artists in that way is just like so cool and so unique. It's one of one. Yeah, and it's really made possible because of the people that support us, right? So if you're here listening to this podcast and you're one of our supporters. Uh, you are supporting Isaac in a way, right? Like in terms of on July 18th, your generosity and support is what allows Isaac to walk away with having a successful event. 
and July of 2023, right? And all the future stories for, for not just galleries, but other open mic events and concerts that we do and the outreaches that we do and the events that we go to uh, to perform is only made possible because of your generosity. And so we would highly encourage you, if you're not already a supporter, if you are, thank you. But if you're not, jump on our website, ripecreatives.com, and uh, consider clicking the Give button uh, to become a partner with what we do so that we can have more and more stories like this. Um, final thing I'll say from my end is uh, it's been a while since we released an episode. Uh, we are playing catch-up. It was a very busy last handful of months for us um, since FOF Fest in June until now. Uh, we have done a enormous amount of events, and with doing more events, we have had very little time to record episodes. So super excited to get this one out. Um, to you, but you know, we have more on the way as well. So be looking out for those. Um, Emily, Jarrett, Isaac, any final, final thoughts before we wrap up the episode? Yeah. I want to thank Ripe Creatives. (laughs) I want to thank you guys for throwing the gallery, for inviting me to this, you know, this chance to speak on it a little bit more. Um, And yeah, good luck on your future events. I'll definitely be there. (laughs) We appreciate you, man. I'm excited for the next Creatives Gallery. If you want to keep in touch and find out about all our events, sign up for the community line, 215-273-3540. Wow. Wow. I did it. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, just text the word time is right to uh, 215-273-3540. Well done. Nice. It's impressive. Nice. And uh, we will know that you found out about that. Um, directly through this podcast and we will send you some texts back that'll let you know whenever our next events are Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in Uh, a lot more episodes hopefully on the horizon it's been a busy season busy time Uh, and we thank you for helping us make all of what we do possible without your generosity it wouldn't be so thank you so much for uh, for being a part of this with us until next time y'all we appreciate you and as always stay right Take a minute